Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who are building award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. I'm your host, John Duesberg, and I co-founded my own company and this podcast with the simple idea that life is short, so why not love the people with whom you work? We have a passion for helping people-first leaders like you connect individuals and teams inside of your organization to create stronger workplace communities and cultures. So whether you're leading a small business or a large enterprise, fully distributed or in the office, welcome to our community here at The Great Retention. Today, we're diving deep into the bedrock of modern organizational culture, trust and transparency. Joining me is Eric Lee, co-founder of LinkedIn and visionary and CEO behind his new venture, KarmaCheck. He's reshaping the narrative around background checks and remote work dynamics. Together, we'll be exploring how trust defines a thriving remote workspace, the nuances of authentic leadership, and the secret strategies behind fostering a truly transparent environment. Curious about creating a culture that both nurtures and empowers? Well, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Eric, uh, so good to see you today. Thank you for joining us on The Great Retention. So excited for for you to just uh, be here with us to share your lessons learned, entrepreneurial journey, and uh, um, have a great discussion. So thank you for being here. Yeah, great to be with you, John. Awesome. Awesome. So um, wanted to, you know, jump right in and, and, you know, give the audience a little bit of context about um, you, CEO, co-founder of KarmaCheck, um, but also a little bit about the the journey, right? I think, you know, going all the way back as a co-founder of LinkedIn and um, serial tech uh, entrepreneur, and uh, but would love just to kind of give a little background, give our audience that context. Also, tell us a little bit about KarmaCheck. What does that look like for you today? Yeah, uh, John. Uh, so yeah, I started as a entrepreneur in high tech a uh, long time ago. I've been doing it all my professional life. Uh, started uh, several companies, uh, the most famous, uh, well-known of which is, uh, of course, LinkedIn. Uh, it uh, definitely got me into the people business uh, and, uh, you know, figuring out all ways that technology can help uh, people and help uh, connect people. Um, and uh, that really you know, led uh, to my current company, KarmaCheck, uh, which is in this interesting space called background checks, which, uh, you know, maybe not a lot of people know how it works, but uh, a lot of people are subjected to when they get a job or when they get a, you know, a gig. And, um, you know, what we try to do today is to, you know, make that process of getting a background check a whole lot faster and a whole lot more convenient. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, people have to put up with it. It's kind of a, you know, necessary and painful part of the process and getting a job. Um, and we're trying to make it more pleasant. Love that. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's about solving problems, right. Um, that a lot of people experience. And I, you know, I think in today's day and age, you know, the, the idea of creating more truth and transparency and trust online, which I believe is the mission of karma check is 
is is absolutely uh, you know a, a, a necessity um, that that you know organizations and people um, need. So so love that. And so tell me, and, and I think right now for Karma Check, a little under fifty employees um, or so, and and I think it's you're fully remote, right? So so distributed all across the U.S. Or is it also are you international? So tell us, just give us a quick overview on that too. Yeah, uh, so uh, we're a little bit more than 50 people now, and we are uh, fully remote. Uh, we've got folks uh, all around the, uh, the country, and, and now actually you know, branching uh, outside of the U.S. as well, starting to have some team members uh, outside of that, uh, outside of the U.S. Uh, and uh, yeah, trust is uh, you know, kind of a big uh, word in our vocabulary. That was one of the main reasons we started uh, Karma Check, you know, with more and more uh, employees and workers, you know, working remotely uh, these days. Uh, you know, we thought that uh, you know bringing verifications to people's backgrounds, you know, to help employers kind of vet out uh, people's backgrounds before they get hired, uh, was uh, you know certainly a valuable and important thing to do. Um, and so we operate that way as well uh, within KarmaCheck. Yeah, and and I I know that a lot of leaders. Um... So just kind of going in this idea of, of trust, right? Um, this can be a challenge when you have never met anyone in person, right? And, and you know, you've got people spread out and, um, and you know, from a culture perspective. And so, but I, but I love how, you know, what you're saying about what you're doing for your customers you know, in terms of building that transparency trust. You're also applying that or f- helping to foster that internally um, with your employees. And so tell us a little bit more about that, Eric. So tell us. How has this influenced your culture? Are there any kind of experiences or lessons learned um, when it comes to this, you know, kind of fostering this sense of trust and, and transparency? Just give us a little bit more, uh, you know, a, a detail around that. Yeah, of course. So, you know, the remote work culture is uh, definitely happening more and more, you know, now, um, especially, you know, after the uh, pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, we're very much in our own organization, a model of what's happening in a lot of other companies, you know, across uh, the country and, you know, around the world. Um, and we started, you know, working in this way, uh, or I started working in this way even before KarmaCheck got started. Um, you know, in tech, it's pretty common to, you know, have some remote workers. Um, and, uh, you know, the challenge is to, uh, involve them uh, just as much uh, with the you know people who are in the office, so that they you know can be uh, an integral part of the group and just as productive as uh, anyone else. I think what the pandemic did was to you know push that to the extreme, where you know everybody you know is uh, remote. Um, you know we have an address you know to our company, but uh, believe it or not, it's just an address of a co-working space, so uh, nobody's there you know almost all the time. And so we've had to, you know, wrestle with, you know, how to do that. Um, and if I can just share one, you know, uh, idea, I think it's really important that when you have a remote work culture, is that you you do as much as possible to, um, you know, involve them in in all, you know, the various ways, uh, whether it's large discussions, even small discussions, and uh, you know, to make them very consistent, make the communication any interaction very consistent. You know, there should be no kind of 
second-class citizen, you know, for remote workers. If you really intend to make that successful, you've got to involve them as, you know, first-class citizens, just as much as everybody, you know, who's maybe in the office working. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. Um, so tell it, because, and I know this is a big struggle, right? So, you know, I really appreciate you being willing to just kind of, you know, share your your lessons learned in this area. So when you say, you know, let's share, you know, sharing information and, and you know, you know, making sure that everyone's on the same page. How do you do that? I mean, I mean, is that like through all team meetings? Is it through certain kind of like scheduled communicate? Like what are, what have you found that's been, I guess, effective in terms of making sure everyone feels like that first class um, citizen or kind of on the same page kind of thing? Yeah, well, I, I think it breaks down to a couple, you know, things that are important to observe, right? I think the first thing is, um, you know, really taking an intentional stance on, you know, this uh, and making sure that remote workers are are really considered, you know, part of the, you know, company, the team, and there's no difference between someone who's working remotely versus someone who is working in the office. And so you have to be deliberate about it. Um, and I think it starts with that, right? Um, but then, um, you know, there's a lot of wonderful tools, you know, these days uh, to help facilitate that uh, kind of interaction with remote teams. Um, so uh, I'm not supposed to, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention uh, tools by name, but there's, you know. It's, yeah, whatever you found is helpful is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, first, I think first and foremost is, uh, you know, tools like, uh, you know, Slack, uh, tools like uh, Zoom and you know, even things like, um, you know, Google Drive. I mean, those are the things that we use at KarmaCheck. Um, and what they do is, um, you know, it allows uh, everyone to come into the discussion. And and, and so, you know, we have uh, what's called the daily standup. And, and this was something that, you know, came out of uh, engineering circles. You know, engineering teams would have these daily standups. But what we did as a company was we extended to everybody. So the business side of the house, the sales and marketing folks, um, it was really the only time during the day uh, that everybody could get together and, uh, you know, get an update. Uh, and maybe more importantly, uh, from a human standpoint, uh, see each other's faces and, you know, kind of that proverbial uh, water cooler, being able to just, you know, have some informal, you know, chat that, uh, you know, get every, gets everybody to know each other. And I think that's that's really important to, you know, observe uh, that. And and so, um, you know, whether it's kind of uh, this uh, daily standup or having an all hands that, uh, you know, gets people together on a monthly basis to talk about uh, something that's longer range. Um, I think it's important to just make sure, again, uh, whoever's in the office, whoever's not in the office, uh, they're always and, you know, consistently involved in these discussions, so nobody uh, is left out. Yeah, I like what you said about, you know, being deliberate, you know, basically having a mindset that is some is remote first. And how do we, how do we communicate? How do we engage? And that's kind of the first, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, I guess mind space that we go to is okay. We we know we we have to figure out how to do this in a remote distributed team kind of environment. So, 
um, verse and, and shifting from even if you have folks in office, but you also, you know, making sure that that is top of mind in any type of communication and any type of activity, event, so forth, um, you know, having that remote piece, um, the, you know, you know, totally hear you on, on the tools. Um, and, uh, you know, just being able to communicate, you know, through Slack and zoom and we Google, we use, we use those internally as well, but I'm fascinated with the the idea of the daily standup. Okay. Because I, I have, you know, I come from a tech background and I know like, you know, the scrum teams, you do the 10 minute, 15 minute, you know, what, you know, what, what's your priority today? Or do you have any barriers? You know, how do you do that with 50 people and make that meaningful? You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I just, what I hear from some leaders is everyone says they, you know, Hey, they want to have communications. They want to be in the loop. And then it's like, Oh gosh, we have another meeting that we have to go to. <laughs> right. And so, so like, how do you balance that? How do you make that meaningful with over 50 people, you know, kind of in that, that daily standup kind of format, I'd love to get you, you know, little, little thoughts on, on that too. Well, that's a very insightful question, Thomas. It seems like you've, uh, you know, tried something like this in the past and, you know, maybe seen the challenges of it. Um, so truth be told, we, we actually had to evolve this format you know, of this particular meeting. Uh, so when we were small, uh, we had, you know, maybe five people and it was possible every day to, you know, have every single member of the team during the standup. You know, the goal of these standups is to keep it short, not have it too long, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. But in that time, everyone... Every single person in the company could actually, you know, give an update. And so as we grew, uh, that, you know, certainly became, uh, you know, unfeasible. And so we started to, uh, you know, have, um, you know, every, uh, let's say, department in the company, uh, you know, uh, a chosen representative uh, give an update, you know, every day. Um, and, you know, we, we experimented with, you know, single person, then we switched it over to, um, any person in a department, um, you know, could, uh, you know, give an update, we would cycle through uh, people. Um, and as we grew even more, uh, we found that was uh, impossible to do within 10 to 15 minutes. So uh, the latest uh, approach that we've taken um, is uh, we have a weekly schedule. Uh, and um, on each day of the week, there's a certain team inside the company that is responsible for giving the update on that day. So for example, uh, today is Thursday. And so it's our supports, uh, support team's turn to give an update uh, about what's going on in their team. And then tomorrow on Friday, it'll be the engineering team and so forth. And so uh, we found that that uh, format works really well, but uh, certainly probably has to evolve over time as the company grows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, true, uh, you know, tech startup fashion, iterating on uh, on our our process and learning and and continuing to refine and and make it meaningful. So, um, totally understand, totally <laughs> totally get it. But so okay, so now it's uh, rotating by team, you know, you know, throughout the the week. So, um, yeah, no, very cool. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing kind of just how this has evolved over time. Um, so. You know, going back, Eric, to this theme around transparency and and trust. Um, another thing I hear, you know, from leaders, and you know, hey, you know, this year, you know, a lot of companies have gone through, you know, some challenging times, right? Economic uncertainty. So, how do you handle or approach, um, 
the, you know, when things aren't going as well as you want, you know, maybe the goals aren't being hit. How do you balance kind of making sure that there's still that transparency and, and truth and trust, but also, um, you know, just, I guess, being thoughtful about, you know, just the messaging and what's being communicated to folks and making sure feel people feel still, you know, aligned and purpose and the mission. Um, is there any kind of experiences that you can share when it comes to kind of, you know, making sure that you're fostering that sense of trust, but also, you know, how do you, how do you do that when sometimes the news is not good? Right. And, and, and you got to kind of, you know, thread a needle there. Just curious, kind of your perspective on that. Yeah. Great question. Uh, so, you know, I, I have long believed that, um, you know, companies, uh, are a reflection of their leaders, you know, the values and the culture comes from the, the top. And, and so as I've, uh, you know, worked to become a good leader, you know, one of the things that I've really tried to cultivate within myself, uh, which hopefully permeates through, permeates through the rest of the organization is really this uh, idea of authenticity. Um, you know, this is a word that uh, means a lot to me. Um, and, uh, you know, when you start a, a company or when you're, you know, creating a team, um, uh, you, you have to, you know, I think from the get-go, kind of lay down the the rules and and uh, you know lay down the principles that and the values that you believe in, um, and and to you know kind of create um, the environment for for that. And so, getting back to I think authenticity, I think it's it's very important to um, share you know good, the good news uh, with the team and also you know sometimes the bad news uh you know in in our you know time at at karma check uh we certainly had our challenges um you know one of the uh, situations i remember was um you know we had a really large customer uh at the at the time this was just a couple of years ago and uh they were our largest customer we were certainly very excited to work with them um but uh, what we learned, you know, through that time was that um, they, uh, as it is with startups, uh, they were too big, you know, for us to work, you know, with. We we didn't know uh, how to work with them. We, we had to learn, you know, how to do that. We had to uh, improve our product to, to be able to meet their needs while we were working, uh, you know, uh, with them. And in short, we we just didn't know what we didn't know when we got into the relationship with the customer. We ultimately, uh, you know, kind of lost that relationship, um, and uh, that you know caused uh, you know us to, you know, kind of do a lot of soul searching and you know understanding uh, you know what went wrong and how where can we improve, and you know through that experience we had to you know not only communicate when we first got that deal with the customer, the exciting news of that, but you know when things didn't work out, I had to communicate that um, you know to the team as well. And I find that, um, you know, teams appreciate um, knowing the truth. Uh, you know, it's not that they, you know, become less motivated when things go wrong. Maybe they become even more motivated um, knowing, you know, what's the situation and what's at stake. And I believe that's what, you know, happened, you know, in, in our team. Um, I was able to explain to them, you know, what happened, you know, uh, in uh, as much detail as uh, you know, we we could and we could have time for, which was a lot of information. And I think the team really, you know, took that detail and and, and really incorporated it into, 
its uh, learnings. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad to say, you know, uh, since that experience, we've um, worked to repair that relationship and, and uh, we've maintained, you know, a great relationship with this uh, customer who uh, we hope we'll have back uh, very soon now. Um, but it's definitely was a, I think, a, a valuable experience for the, the company as a whole. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Eric. I mean, I, I know that from my own experience, um, you learn probably the most through through challenges. Um, and I love what you said about uh, kind of being authentic and sticking to your values. And, um, you know, people I do feel like they sent, I feel like people can sniff out very quickly if if you're not authentic and and that is probably the the biggest demotivator <laughs> you know the exact opposite of of what you want for your team and so having that that you know being able to to authentically share the the background the why behind why decisions are were made what happened um you know that makes a lot of sense um it takes it, it takes some some courage and it 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 can be hard um, you know, so I, I respect, respect you for that and, um, appreciate, appreciate you sharing, um, just, just overall. So, so, okay. So, so as you're looking at, um, you know, uh, you know, I guess, you know, future employee experience strategy as Karma Check continues to grow, is there anything that's top of mind that, that you're going to be focusing on to, to make sure that, you know, you maintain that, entrepreneurial spirit, that sense of authenticity, the, the values. I know that you guys, you know, do surveys with your people and you're, you know, just very intentional about, you know, sharing kind of the, the purpose behind the goals and so forth, but anything kind of that comes to mind in terms of what you're going to be focused on as you kind of enter this new phase of karma check of growth and coming up, you know, this next year, anything that comes to mind that, that, that you'll be focusing on. Yeah, I mean, so many interesting topics to, you know, cover there. And, uh, you know, first of all, I would say, you know, we're, we're very much in a period now where I think re remote work is, you know, the norm. And, and so uh, it's probably good that, you know, uh, us as leaders, we all get used to that concept and figure out how to effectively, you know, work in this kind of environment. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, pay attention to is that, you know, I, I do believe that it takes a certain kind of, you know, team member or employee to, you know, be effective in working in a remote environment. And and thank goodness, you know, there are more and more remote workers who, you know, are getting used to this kind of um, way of working. Um, so, uh, you know, the pool of good applicants, um, you know, uh, will increase over time. But, you know, what do I look for, you know, in general? Um, people who can be, you know, responsible, you know, for themselves. I know that's easier said than done, but, um, you know, when uh, you're in a remote work environment, you really have to trust the people to, um, you know, get things done and, and to be, you know, self-motivated. You can't be obviously micromanaging them, you know, all day long, uh, just can't work in a remote situation. So, um, it's it's important to like look at someone and say, hey, are they going to be able to, um, you know, uh, take some objective and achieve it on their own without getting sidetracked or you know distracted and 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 whatnot. Um, so I think that's you know really important and and uh, it's probably something that can be be learned, but it you know certainly takes a certain um, you know someone who's been used to that to be able to. Uh, 
you know, work in that way. Um, so I would say that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, um, especially in a, in a, you know, a, a smaller organization, smaller team. I mean, there's, there's no room for handholding. <laughs> um, people have to be a self-starter and, um, you know, so there is that kind of mindset that just, you know, I found is, is where people are going to be ha most happy too, because they have the opportunity to just go after and, you know, get after things. So, um, Eric, thank you so much. You know, as we wrap up today, I, I just I, thank you so much for joining us on the show and just sharing, you know, you know, some of your lessons learned. And one of the things that we do to always, um, as we uh, as we wrap up, is we want to leave leaders, our audience, with um, you know just a, a a practical piece of advice that that maybe they can go and and implement with their own teams in a remote setting, let, let's say. Um, but anything comes to mind that you can. Um, you, you share with our leaders is kind of a key lesson learned or kind of key action item that we can uh, we can wrap up the show with today. Yeah, uh, first of all, John, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I think one one thought that I would leave with uh, everyone is uh, that you know, I think this remote work culture is is definitely something that is a change, and that uh, as as leaders we have to you know intentionally. Uh, confront it and, and deal with it. And so, you know, maybe uh, some of the folks out there have already gotten to the, um, you know, remote work, uh, you know, culture uh, successfully, and maybe some are uh, struggling to, you know, figure out how to implement it. Um, it and it is a, it is a struggle. Uh, but I would say for the latter group, uh, I think it's important to, you know, really be deliberate about it. Is that something that you want, you know, in the long term? And if it is, uh, to really have a conversation with the team about it, and that that's what you know you want to do as a leader, and to uh, you know talk about some of the things that are going to be uh, effective, helpful, and facilitating that kind of culture, so that there's really kind of group buy-in uh, for this type of uh, you know situation. And I think that's going to lead to more success uh, for remote work. Yeah, kind of a combined sense of ownership. Um, you know, people contributing ideas and. Um, continuing to iterate and, and evolve um, as the team grows, as the business evolves and so forth. So um, Eric, love that. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on The Great Retention. Really appreciate you, you know, all your experiences and lessons learned, just being willing to share uh, with our community, community today. So thank you very much. Yeah, great to be here. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero in the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. 
As promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.